0: For Thursday, September 9th, 2021, this is Did You Wash Your Hands? We're a podcast from WABE answering the questions everyone's asking during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm health reporter Sam Whitehead. Today, parents of students in one of the state's largest school districts are still frustrated by its lack of a mask mandate.
1: It's this bizarre sense of, you know, putting your child in school where they're supposed to be safe and knowing that we're not doing everything we can to keep them safe.
0: Becky Saylor, a mother of three children in the Cobb County Schools, tells me what that's meant for her family. That's next. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Through Line takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Through Line wherever you get your podcasts. The world has changed from shifts in power to a mental health crisis. So, with all this social change, how do we balance the human desire for empathy, the business need for productivity, and the hope to make an impact in our community? This is a new podcast, The Social Impact Leader. I'm Jeff Barker. Join me as we explore people doing work a little different. Available every Wednesday at wabe.org forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. W-A-B-E. Sounds Like ATL is a music documentary series that takes an in-depth look at the artists amplifying Atlanta's famed music community. Built around a desire to highlight Atlanta's diverse and world-renowned music scene, Each episode features unforgettable, intimate musical performances by fresh new musical guests, each with exclusive interviews about the stories behind their music. Listen to Sounds Like ATL Saturday evenings at 7 on WABE and WABE.org. The Cobb County School District doesn't require face masks for students and staff. That goes against guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The district has identified thousands of COVID-19 cases in recent weeks. Three of them were Becky Saylor's children who attend elementary school in the district. She's with me now to talk about how her family's been navigating the situation. Becky, thanks for talking with me. Sure. So tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: I used to be a Cobb County teacher before my oldest was born. I've been a stay-at-home mom for a while and then this year I have become a teacher again. I'm teaching preschool this year. I'm a mother of four children. They're in Cobb County schools. We did remote school all last year and made the decision to do in-person when the numbers looked better, when vaccination was beginning and looked really promising, when the mask mandate was still in place for Cobb County schools. And then the first week of school, the numbers are starting to look really bad. Delta was becoming a thing. Masks were not required. And for us, it's almost a little bit too late. Five out of the six of us caught COVID after our kindergartner was exposed the very first week of school. We're grateful that we didn't have any bad outcomes in terms of you know, hospital stays or anybody being severely ill. But we know for other families, it could be different. And what was you know, just uncomfortable And inconvenient for us might be like deadly for other people.
0: Tell me about your kids, their ages, uh, where they're in school. And I'm also curious how last year went for them. Were they in person? Were they remote?
1: We have four kids and the older two were in elementary school last year and the younger two were in preschool last year. And we kept the elementary school kids home and did remote school for the whole year. And the preschool kids, we did send in person part of the reason was because the preschool sent out like a 36 page, you know, PDF of this is how we'll keep your kids safe and had really extensive procedures and policies. And it was very reassuring about what they were going to be doing. And we felt like for a year, you know, we can do it from home. My husband and I are both former teachers and we felt like we could handle it. It wasn't going to be ideal, but we'd make it work. So it was okay. It wasn't great. It felt okay. Um, they both have Speech services that they got remote, which was a little strange. They're both in a dual language immersion program, which meant that they weren't really getting as much Spanish as they would in person. So that was kind of a challenge. But you know, we just wanted to try to go with the flow. <laughs> and looking ahead for this year, we were going to have one who was starting kindergarten, and I felt like kindergarten, you know, really in person is is kind of necessary for kindergarten. And we were hopeful that we'd have the pandemic more under control that. The safety procedures that they had the previous year would still be followed, and that has not been the case.
0: Take me back to that decision point that you actually had to make that call about whether or not you were going to send your kids back to school in person, and walk me through kind of your logic there.
1: It was early April, and at that point, masks were still mandated in Cobb County we were both, my husband and I were both very hopeful. We had just had our first round of the vaccine and we felt like surely by August, things are going to be looking great. You know, we'll have a high vaccination rate in our state. Um, We'll probably be only a month or so away from the kids being able to be vaccinated because all four of our children are too young to be vaccinated right now. They're all under 12. And we thought after a year of remote and having a kindergartner, it would just be so much better for them to be in class in person, to have that you know, social-emotional aspect, with their peers, and we were just so hopeful that things would look better, that they would continue to follow the CDC guidance, um, to continue listening to the Cobb County and Douglas Public Board of Health, and then that was not the case. Um, It was shortly after that that they decided that because case numbers in the community were looking low, that they would remove the mask mandate in schools, and that was when we first started getting nervous about, okay, wait a minute, why are they doing that?
0: you were feeling optimistic, then you maybe had this indication that, okay, well, maybe that optimism, let's temper it a little bit. I mean, was there one point in time over this summer where you were really struck by this decision? Hey, my kids are going to be back in school in person. Maybe I don't think this is such a good idea anymore. The
1: time that I really felt it being real was when we went to open house and there was a lot of people not wearing masks. And I just was kind of blown away by that um, because there's so many kids. It's a big elementary school and it was kids and adults not wearing masks. So, you know, maybe the adults that weren't wearing masks were vaccinated, but the kids certainly weren't. And so that was like a few days before school started. And I was like, oh no, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to send them? And we just felt like, okay, we'll we'll play it by ear. Maybe I need to quit my job and just homeschool for the year. We, you know, we don't know what to do. We'll We'll try it for a week and see what happens. And then that very first week is when our kindergartner was exposed. And what's wild about that is that at the time, if you were exposed as a close contact and remained asymptomatic, you could keep going to school. But a week later, she tested positive. And then a week after that, they tested positive. My husband and I tested positive. So it kind of dominoed through us. And I'm grateful that I decided to quarantine her because, you know, I, if I followed the procedures that Cobb County had, um, she wouldn't have missed school, but she could have infected so many more people. And instead it was at least kept to our family. But that was a sacrifice on our part because there's no live instruction during quarantine. So if you choose to quarantine your child, you're kind of on your own. You know, that The teachers do a great job of making assignments available to you. Um, we've had teachers drop off books in our house. They have gone above and beyond what their job duty is.
0: Did the school district change their quarantine policy between the time when your child was first exposed and, and when we're talking now?
1: Yes, now the policy has changed again. And now if you're exposed at school as a close contact, you do have to quarantine at home for three days, regardless of if you're showing symptoms or not. If you're asymptomatic, you can come back to school after those three days and you finish out your quarantine by wearing a mask in school, which is interesting to me because there's you know an implicit agreement there that they do think masks do something. But they don't require them until you've already been exposed, which seems a little bit you know late to be doing that.
0: This is did you wash your hands? I'm Sam Whitehead talking today with Becky Saylor. She's a mother of three children in the Cobb County Public Schools about navigating the start of another school year in the midst of the pandemic. How did it feel when you found out that your child was exposed?
1: It was very scary. you know we didn't know how bad it could get, how bad it would be you hear about, all the worst case scenarios um, in the news. And it, it was obvious that right away that she was asymptomatic when she tested positive, but we didn't know if that would continue to be the case. So it was a very scary time. We kind of divided up the family immediately and the ones that tested positive, we stayed here at the house and the other three, I sent off to my parents' house. They were out of town and we tried to keep separate at that time, but you know, it was already too late. they have been exposed. It just took them longer to develop the symptoms. Um, but it's terrifying and it's terrifying because you know, you send your kids to school and you know the teachers love them. I know the administrators love them. They practice everything from like tornado safety drills to fire safety drills to code red, you know, active shooter drills. And we, we do it as much as we can to keep the kids safe. And for this pandemic where we know what the experts are telling us, we know what the CDC is saying. We know what the American Academy of Pediatrics is saying and the district is choosing not to follow it. And so it's this bizarre sense of, you know putting your child in school where they're supposed to be safe and knowing that we're not doing everything we can to keep them safe
0: so what is the state of your kids quarantine now are they are they back in school and and if so how is that going so
1: three of them are back in school one of them the only one among us six who never tested positive still has to quarantine because if you're exposed in school the quarantine is different than if you're exposed outside of school so because he was exposed outside of school in our home by the other positive people, he has to wait two weeks from the end of the last person who was sick being sick. So my husband's 10 days of being sick ended on you know, Saturday. So it's like we have to count from them. So he'll go back to school September 14th, which means from you know, the start of school, he has been in school for five days. So you know we're keeping up as best as we can, but I'm sure he's behind. And that wouldn't really bother me if I knew they were gonna take care of his health at school.
0: There has been a lot of attention paid to Cobb County, in particular, their, uh, you know, wrangling with this decision whether or not to mandate masks. I know there have been a lot of uh, pretty heated board meetings. There have been protests. What have you done to try to influence things with the county? Have you been involved in any of these efforts in any way?
1: Yes. Well, ironically, I haven't been able to go to a protest because we've been in quarantine because of our exposure through Cobb County schools. So we haven't been able to go sign up for public comment or go wave a sign. We made our signs, but then we were in quarantine. So I've been emailing the superintendent and the board of education. I've been talking to our local school, um, and unfortunately, a lot of this is just out of their hands. I've been trying to give different ideas of what you know I think could work. I've been trying to um, talk to you know to you and to other media outlets to try to get attention paid to this issue because. It, it just seems so bizarre that every other Metro school system is trying to do their best and and Cobb County seems to just want this to be over and not make any plans to be proactive. You know, we have a, a shortage of substitute teachers right now and Cobb County announced that their leadership team, like their district office leadership team will be filling in some of those subpositions. They're offering like double the payment for da- the daily sub rate right now but they're not looking at obvious solutions which would be masking in schools so less teachers are sick so less teachers get exposed so that you know people might want to volunteer or might want to sign up to work as a substitute teacher if they weren't fearful for their safety
0: and, you know, we, we got a good sense of the Cobb County Board of Education's thinking about this issue this week. Superintendent Chris Ragsdale was at a meeting of the uh, Cobb Board of Public Health, which also oversees uh, public health in neighboring Douglas County. The Board of Public Health was discussing a resolution uh, that they eventually passed, um, essentially saying, we think that all K-12 through schools, public and private, should require masks for students. In the discussion before that measure was voted on, Superintendent Ragsdale made the following argument. He said, you know, Cobb County schools are doing a bunch of other things other than masks, you know, other public health prevention strategies the CDC recommends. His stance seems to be, we're doing, you know, nearly everything except masks, isn't that enough? What do you make of that kind of thought process?
1: I watched that meeting and I was very frustrated because I felt like you know, the Cobb County Board of Health, all those doctors were giving really clear evidence that we are in extremely high spread and we need to be doing as much as we can to protect our children and to protect you know our hospitals, to protect everybody in the community. And when he said that about we're doing all these other measures, I can tell you they are asking for wipes to be sent in to clean the table. So this idea that we're you know disinfecting constantly you know, maybe, but we're still being asked to send in stuff, so I don't think the district is adequately supplying that. Um, The one thing that has, will maybe be happening soon, there was a parent survey sent out about doing surveillance testing. That would be a wonderful thing we could do, but we don't have that set up. Um, And it seems like reactive to set it up now, whereas if it had been planned for in the summer, we could have already had it established and maybe even prevented some of these first week of school cases like we saw. When masks were removed as a mandate, in the spring, he said it was because of low community spread. Well, now we are at an extremely high community spread. So what exactly will make him change his mind on masks being necessary again?
0: And and just to, to clarify, there was no public comment this week at this Board of Health meeting. My understanding is that it's still up to the Cobb County schools to decide whether to uh, uh, move in the direction that the Board of Health is urging them to. Um, they meet, I believe, next week how are you feeling about all of this right now? And I know it's probably a lot to to sum up in, in, in one emotion, um, but just if you could, what would that be for you?
1: It's very frustrating. So when you talk about how next next week there is a Board of Education meeting, I doubt they'll even talk about it next week. So I would say I'm, I feel really frustrated. I've been very proud of Cobb County Schools, both as an employee in the past and as a parent. We both believe in the public school system. We really love you know, the diversity in our school and the education our kids have gotten. But when I look at the leadership, it makes me very worried about what will my kids be learning there? What are they finding, you know, what will the leadership find is necessary to teach them if they don't think that what the CDC has to say has any value? It just makes me frustrated and worried about the future of the district.
0: Becky Saylor is a mother of three children in the Cobb County Schools. We reached out to the Cobb County School District to clarify a few things and get their general take on the situation. A spokeswoman says the district does offer digital content and live tutoring to quarantining students. She also points out that the resolution from the Cobb Board of Health this week calling for masks is non-binding and that the district is implementing nearly every other suggestion the health department has made. Finally, she says the district's COVID-19 protocols are meant to balance the importance of in-person learning with the concerns of the community. She says the district strongly encourages masking, but believes the decision to wear a face mask is a personal choice. Did You Wash Your Hands? is a production of 90.1 WABE Atlanta, where ATL meets NPR. WABE's managing editor is Alex Helmick. Scott Wolfel is chief content officer. You can reach us at washyourhands@wabe.org. at wabe.org. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app. That's also where you can leave us a rating and a review. That really helps other people find the show. And you can find more stories on the coronavirus pandemic at wabe.org/slash coronavirus. If you haven't recently, now might be a good time to go wash your hands. I'm Sam Whitehead. Thanks for listening.